I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 143 of Shades of Brown. Well, firstly, we have to, we have to. Well, I guess I don't, I don't have, actually, I don't think I actually have to, but I need, I need to, because I promised I would. So, you know, Samsung released a $2,000 folding phone that came out this week, right? And, you know, we're not going to talk about it. Because it's $2,000. It's a folding phone. If you look at it the wrong way, it'll probably break. But, but listen, if y'all, if any of y'all end up picking up Fold 2, please let us know so we can, so, because I want to, I want to get a vibe check from you, you know? Like, if you buy, if you buy a Fold 2, right, for two grand, like, I want to know how you dress, right? Because, like, you can't, you can't be wearing, you can't be wearing cargo shorts with the Fold 2, right? Let us know how that works. You know what I mean? You can't be wearing a disposable mask with the fold, right? You gotta be wearing that like Versace face shield that's four grand. You know what I mean? Because if you out here, if you out here buying the Galaxy Fold, but you're not your your outfit, right? You know that you know like that Instagram, like people always got like how much money their outfit is on Instagram. If the net, if the fold is the most expensive piece you have on you, then you're not dripping right, homie, and that's wrong. Like if you don't wear a thirty ninety around your neck. As a little necklace, right? Just a drip on your haters, then you know you, you shouldn't be buying a fold. Um, with that though, fuck the Galaxy Fold. Let's go into fuck the- <laughs> Galaxy Z Fold too. Uh, no, fuck that. Uh, let's talk about other expensive shit instead, which is uh, GPUs, uh, which are more useful, turns out, than than a Z Fold too. Well, well, bro, out. bro, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that a graphics card isn't as useful as Samsung Dex, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Nvidia uh, Nvidia has announced their uh, GPUs for uh, this year, or I guess like their mid to high range GPUs. I guess uh, no, I would. So well, the- I mean, well, actually, that's a, that's an important part for us, I guess, for us to like talk before we talk about GPUs. Do we consider this the mid or the high end? Right, I would say the thirty eighty is high end. Actually, right? the thirty seventy though, right? Because the thirty eighty is 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 higher high actually at at this point it would be high i think it'd be on the high end from the performance perspective uh the 3070 especially the 3070's performance is going to exceed the 2080 ti uh then i would consider it like sort of like a high-end card from from a price perspective it's not a high-end card right like it's I don't know. Pricing is weird. So let's let's talk about this three cards here, right? Like there's the 3070, there's the 3080, and the highest end card, which is the uh, the flagship, I guess, the 3090. So the 3070 is going to start at 499 US dollars. Uh, 3080 is at 699, and and the and the 3090 is at 1499. So. Obviously, most people are going to be buying the 3070 or the 3080, right? Like that's going to be most people's like GPU. That's going to be the that's going to be the gaming the Nvidia gaming GPU for most people, right? That's going to be in the most builds. Uh, and they are touting like significant like performance. Like this is the part that's amazing to me is that the 3070 will tech like they are saying that it will have better performance than the 2080 Ti. At four ninety nine, how does that uh, feel? I, I, you own a twenty eighty Ti. You, I have how a twenty eighty Ti. How I, much you pay for I, that I do. I, do I even want to? I don't even remember at this point. It was like some absurd amount. It had to be over uh, a grand for that graphics card, right? It, I mean, it's it's yeah. Twenty eighty Ti was. Uh, anybody will tell you uh, that twenty eighty Ti was not a like a good 
value for the money because it's it was just like, so expensive and the value you got from like the, the, the mid to the higher end cards was good enough that you didn't need to get 2080 ti but you know i i am i'm not like mad about it like i i just think that's actually it's actually good that the 3080 and the 3090 are like sorry the 3070 are gonna be better than the 2080 ti at a lower price point that means that more people are gonna have like good GPU performance at a more accessible. I mean, it's what you expect too, right? Like, I think we sort of been like, especially with AMD's GPUs, right? We sort of expecting to not have these actual generational leaps. So I think it's more of a surprise now that we're going back to having a generational leap. It's a very, it's, it's, it was a bit of a surprise that the, that the 3070 was going to exceed performance like that. But I'm, I'm, that's that sort of generational leap that NVIDIA needed, I think. Like NVIDIA was sort of stagnating. The 2080 generation was like, that, that, the, like basically the, 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 that generation of GPUs, like, Everybody was like, "Yeah, it's it's okay," but it's like not really like the twenty eighty T. The highest end cards are like way too expensive for not much gain, et cetera, et cetera. And they couldn't even push like four K out, right? Which I mean, we've said before, right? Four K isn't important, but if you spend two grand on a card, though, you kind of expect it to at least be able to do that, right? Even at sixty, um, yeah, we're four K thirty, but like probably not like four K sixty. Like four K thirty is probably doable, but four K sixty is where you start to run into not just the GPU but also CPU limitations uh so t- let's talk about like what like what is the big upgrade that they talk about this so they have a new architecture right like so this is the what they have a new they're calling it the ampere architecture right uh they have uh, the what they call it the second generation of rtx this is the second generation of rtx curve so you could have uh Better, better, better uh, ray tracing performance, right? Is that's that's is that the is this is going to be the uh, like the the thirty seventy is going to be like your fourteen forty p sixty fps card? Is that what's going to happen? Like is that is that well? The- I think with our well, I think we always have to, um, especially now with how DLSS and the all these things work. It's sort of I would say the twenty seventy would probably be like can do four K if you wanted to without RTX on, but probably with RTX on right and like games on Ultra would probably be at like fourteen forty P then. Which ultimately isn't that bad though, right? So the thirty seventy is gonna like so the VRAM wise, VRAM VRAM is important here, uh especially on the uh, mid to high range. And it's like uh thirty seventy will have eight gigabytes, uh which which seems fine. Uh I think what what is it the thirty eighty was how much VRAM would the thirty eighty and thirty ninety have like I don't think oh yeah thirty eighty is ten gigabytes and the thirty ninety is twenty four which uh, right now the twenty eighty Ti has twelve gigabytes of VRAM uh, so twenty four is I mean I am not surprised that it has twenty four because it is expected to be the highest end card here with us. Uh, like apparently you can run 8k games uh which which seems i have many i mean with 24 gigs of vram i you could in theory push out an 8k image because there's enough vram right to hold that much texture and shader data but like i i mean will it be a good time probably not but you probably could i have many questions about that i have many questions about like what is this time like this this expensive ass hardware like the 3090 which i mean 3090 would be the equivalent to the 2080 ti now right even if it's weird to say that it's like the 3090 because it is the highest end card would be the equivalent to the uh 2080 ti uh unless they're gonna announce like a 3090 ti or some bullshit like that uh although i think it's important to say as well for like the 3090 i 
they they're touting it for gamers because you know gaming is you know if you're drinking your Mountain Dew, it, yeah, and also like you know you're drinking your what is it the gamer fuel gamer juice stuff that's an Overwatch League ads now, <laughs> but but th- so they're obviously touting that piece. That's like the market that sort of is the enthusiast market, but. 24 gigs of VRAM actually makes a lot of sense for video editing, right? Like, objectively, right? Like, that's actually useful, right? Let's say you're having, like, you work in 4K, right? And you have, like, five or six 4K streams going at once. Like, you would need that much VRAM if you're using Premiere or some other editing app, right? So I think for those cases, like Photoshop as well, right? Like, it actually, there's a use case for actual production work for having that much VRAM. And you have more CUDA cores, um... The, the 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 RTX twenty the twenty eighty Ti had four thousand three hundred fifty two CUDA cores and the and just the thirty seventy has more CUDA cores than the RTX twenty eighty Ti so like you're already like I'm just like yeah like this generation is is quite the leap uh for for Nvidia here uh my benchmarks I mean uh, when when these cards come out and people actually like use them and see what the performance is like uh. It's it's gonna be interesting to see like how it it holds up to the last generation of cards because they still found uh, did a video right and they weren't able to give exact numbers but they were basically able to prove that Nvidia's percentages right were accurate that like the when they said like this game performs X percentage better on you know a twenty seventy versus a thirty uh, or the twenty eighty right um, or twenty eighty Ti like those were accurate claims and as well too I think what's honestly the more interesting part of this story here is not the gaming performance because this is what we kind of expect but. Especially in a, you know, it's once again, I'm probably going to mention this multiple times because I expensive things don't need to be expensive sometimes, right? And we're literally in the middle of a recession right now. If you're going to sell a graphics card for $500 or more, gaming really isn't the argument. Because once, like, well, obviously, you know, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, right? But when we talk about the new Xbox stuff, right? For what you can get for such a lower price, it's they're pushing on NVIDIA broadcast. And I think that's the real play here, especially when you go to the higher end cards, right? Because, okay, sure. 24 gigs of VRAM, like we said, probably who cares, right? For most gaming, like it's not really going to like give you the ultimate gaming experience because most games don't utilize it. Right, right, right. Nobody has eight, nobody has 8K monitors, bro. Like, but (laughs) OBS, right? Effects using NVIDIA broadcast stuff, right? On top of running a game in real time and then all, you know, encoding it, sending it to Twitch. Right, 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 right. So you just have, you just have a lot of headroom. Like you just, you, okay. So if you, if, Okay, if you imagine if you buy a thirty ninety and you're running a game at ten eighty p or forty forty p, you have a lot of headroom, right? Like at this point, like with this generation of cars, you're gonna have a bunch of headroom, especially with the thirty ninety. Um, and you can do like you can do like video encoding with it, right? Like you can do NVN video encoding with it, and or you can also do face rigging stuff, right? Because they show that off too, like the VTuber style stuff. Because that's all done on the I GPU. mean, v- a VR stuff is probably interesting too with these cards. Like, I wonder what VR performance is going to be like. Like, what sort of upgrades you can get with VR. Uh, that's the, like, VR usually is a very, uh, quite a resource arc on these cards. So, uh, well, you probably push out higher frame rates and higher resolutions now without much issue. Because, like, the ideal VR setup is like getting 90 frames per second on like an HT vibe, like playing like Half Life Alex at like ultra rate is like you need like a pretty top tier PC for that. So, I think it, it can start to go more down market. Especially if like the 3070, if you're using like a mid-tier VR headset. So there are use cases, right, outside of just like regular gaming for these cards to have to be as powerful. Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, and what, what interesting thing from a hardware perspective is that the uh, 3080 is going to have uh, a 12-pin socket for the power uh, compared to... Uh, 
compared to these eight pin and six pin connectors on the uh, 2080 Ti. So more power hungry, I'm guessing. Uh, and also they are going to ship, uh, they're going to ship like a dual eight pin adapter for like power supplies that don't have, uh, they, don't, they don't have like a 12 pin. Uh, cable, uh, so that's 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 a nice little uh, hardware detail. I'm guessing like power supplies are gonna have to start including uh, 12 pin cables now. Uh, well, yeah, I guess if you have like a modular, you wouldn't need a new power supply, right? If you had a modular one, no, you'd you be wouldn't able to get, need like, a power supply. Cable, no, right? you need if you, if you had a modular one, you probably could get a cable that has a 12 pin. Uh, but yeah, like that's 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 the thing too. So these cards are gonna be more power hungry. I think. Well, what are the like? I don't didn't think I saw like power requirements for these. Uh, Although it's I, interesting too, if you look at some of the videos of like unboxings because Nvidia has been sending them out, you'll see that the twelve pin connector is smaller than one eight pin connector. So even there's more pins, right? They're like physically smaller pins, which is an interesting bit there. Right, right, and it's and as usual, uh, these things are coming out soon, actually, and uh, September. I think RTX thirty seventy is like next week or is it the week after? Uh, September seventeen, but it's going to be basically impossible to get in Canada, as I've heard from uh, multiple sources. Uh, it's like nobody has really any stock. Uh, well, I think a part I, of the interesting thing here, right, is that they had to go with Samsung to have these manufactured. They didn't go with TSMC because, right, they're going on an eight nanometer process and not seven nanometer because Apple has basically bought out all of TSMC's seven nanometer processes i mean amd already has some right for navi but like they were competing with apple so they weren't able to get any of tmc's tsmc's um process node space right for the extra producing them so it's doing they're using like some eight nanometer thing that samsung has so who knows maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll run into a fun split later on like where you know how like samsung phones have exynos and then you have qualcomm chips right one are made by samsung proper one are done by tsmc I would. What if like the super variants of these are like on like the proper TSMC seven nanometer node and just run way better? <laughs> uh, I really hope that's not the case because that's going to create like a weird. Also, I imagine Samsung probably secured that in their contract for Nvidia. I don't think I don't think you'd want to have like a process split in like the middle of a generation. No, I don't really don't think you want that. That's like that's going to cause like other issues like performance differences and like. Like cooling and other related issues, you know, like these cars are not just yeah, like it's yeah. actually speaking about cooling. So this this cooler design, right? Uh, it's actually pretty nice. Actually, it's it's I liked the cool. I like that this is the uh this would be the not the reference design. I guess this would founders be the, card uh, is what they're calling founders them. founders edition. Um, normally I would like say don't buy the founders edition cards, but like this year it seems fine. Like actually, like the thought about the design the cooling factor of these like fan designs a little bit more, um, and the like it's like a sort of like a dual, uh, not a, not dual fan. Like is that two fans? I think that's it, it's it is it is one it's one fan for intake, one t- one fan for outtake. But like what I've seen about it, and obviously this is more your space than mine, so I don't build PCs. But what I've seen is that. It works. It'll work well, given if you have like the right um, configuration of fans. Yeah, right. PC. If you have the if you if your uh, case uh, case fans and airflow in your case basically is set up the way these GPUs like ideally are like like I mean, in many ways it will be because the way these cars the Dark Stack article has like a picture of what Nvidia like thinks the ideal like configuration should be and 
like the way it's set up is like if you you have a top case fan, which basically every case has, and like you'll have two front uh two front case fans, which will basically uh which will intake air basically, right? Like and I not every case has those necessarily, but it's not like a hard problem. Like if you're building something like this, you could easily have a case with uh, two front uh, intake case fans, and then you have the one outtake case fan that's pretty standard uh, on the back, right? And also the GPU also outtakes through its own like little vent at the back as well. Uh, so... I I don't think that's it's a hard target to meet for computer cases. Like I, I would imagine, it's, it's, it's actually a pretty simple design from a physics, like the airflow standpoint. But what, like how well it works is going to be one of those things that really requires, like you know, like the gamers nexus style uh, tech <laughs> three testing. hour long video, <laughs> with three hour long graphs. video to test the airflow. You know, like you gotta you gotta get the temperature. Uh, yeah. Although, too, this we should also point out these have HDMI two point one on them, which is important. For the reason of this means you can now display 4K 120 on your TV. Obviously, you might not be running games at 4K 120, but if you have a home theater PC, right, you can ha- now actually run it at the TV's refresh rate, which is nice for Windows. Mm, I mean, how many people are running a- HDMI? These things only have one HDMI port usually, by the way, uh, and like three Display Port ports. Uh, so these are meant for running monitors, not TVs, right? Uh, obviously. But, I mean, you never know. Like, some people might buy them, right, to plug them into their TV for, like, a little home theater PC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. If you're buying a 3090 and plugging it into a TV, please let us know. <laughs> well, I mean, this uh, is obviously go down market, right? So whatever, like, the 1660 replacements are, right? I would imagine they all have that. Oh, yeah. The mid, the mid, actual mid-range, right? Like, the actual mid-range. That, that, that's what I'm actually curious about is what the mid-range is going to look like for, for NVIDIA this generation. I mean, these are the high-end high cards. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, uh, what, what the mid range is going to be. Uh, so. so the next question though, is let's assume, right? Let's play a game of what if let's assume the numbers are true, right? Assuming the numbers are true. Are you upgrading? I I've, I've thought about it. I've, I've, I'm still thinking about it, but I, it would have to be probably sometime late next year because by the time these things are available in any decent amount in Canada, it's going to be like next year so like i don't i like it's not a thing that's on my immediately like something i want to yeah probably because like once the partner cards are coming out right i'll probably get them more once the no yeah exactly once uh evga releases their i guess 3070 or 3080 or 3090 or whatever whichever one i want to upgrade to uh i i I will look take a look and see if it's like worth doing because, uh, I mean, think upgrade. about it. You can now finally run games at the 144 hertz your monitor is instead of locking him down to 60. I mean, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a thing, but it's not. It's, I was never, like, when I bought this, I, I, just, I just wanted a PC that could run 4040p 60, not, like, 4040p 144. For most games, right? Bro, like frames four, win four, games, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't. I mean, for a single-player game, it's like, it's, it's it really doesn't matter uh, if you get 60 on. Like, it's, if Assassin's Creed Odyssey is running at Ultra at 60 FPS at 4040p. Well, okay, so if Assassin's Creed, let's get something straight, all right? Assassin's Creed running at 30 frames per second, 60 frames per second, or even 144 frames per second doesn't change the fact that Ubisoft is a shitty company. So, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, 60 frames per second that's that's the target i was going for for most games but 144 is nice for things like uh overwatch and other shooters but i it's it's not like 
I'm it's like the target frame rate for me for most games. So we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what the future holds for these. Like right now, like if you're gonna try and buy these at release in Canada, good luck because also scalpers <laughs> too, right? These probably be yeah, up scalpers the fuck amongst like that and like basically not even just scalpers, like 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 the the vet like the the usual like the stores that carry these cars are just not gonna have enough stock to go around. Like it's just not gonna Especially because like manufactured right now, right? Like it's just whole whole too many things are fucked right now for them to have like a huge shipment of these being sent out. Yeah, it's it's gonna be difficult to get stock in Canada for sure. Uh people in the people in uh, certain subreddits that uh, talk about Canada PC hardware stuff, they're like, Yeah, like uh, it's gonna be just I'm just gonna like some people are just like, I'm just gonna wait. Like just wait, like a wait till next year when these cars are more widely available and then buy them, right? Like it seems like a better bet. Uh instead of like instead of buying it at launch. Like what like this I, I one of those things I'll say is like why would you buy like hardware like this at launch? Like what's the benefit? Like there is I I don't see what benefit do you get from, but like, do you get to be cool, the cool guy who has the 3090 at launch? Like, I, I like, I, I don't like, unless you're reviewing these cards, like, why do you need them at launch? Like, uh, like, I, I don't Hold up, come on. You, are you telling me it's a bad idea to pull out the Pinebook Pro, get, get a little Thunderbolt 3 PCI thing that I plugged into it, and then put one of these GPUs in an EA GPU enclosure? You're telling me that's a bad, bro, bro, you don't understand how it is in Pinebook land, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really understand the mentality of people buying new high-end GPUs at launch. It really doesn't like it baffles me. Actually, I mean, if anything, you'd want to like, wait a little bit just so the drivers get all stabilized. Yeah, right? the, so the drivers. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, what drivers, hardware, like, like I don't know. Like, yeah, just wait. Like, it's just, there's no need to rush and buy these, especially if unless you need a GPU like right now. Like, unless you're building a PC right about now. If you're in the market, that's a different thing. Like if you're building a new PC, if you're building a new PC and you need a GPU, that's one thing. But if you're upgrading an existing setup, like I just just wait, just just wait a little bit. It's, it's going to be fine. And let's talk about speaking of like. Well, actually, there's one more thing we want we would want to bring up with this because actually it's going to lead into the next topic, right? So I would want to bring this up. Is these cards are now have direct storage support when that comes to um, Windows in a later update? They're gonna the hardware support is that for. Or hardware supports there for it and basically we talked about direct storage prior we talked about the new xboxes way back when right but as a reminder if you don't have an mvme drive in your computer right now i would say now is a good time to buy one if you have the means right because with direct storage and i imagine amd's new cards later this year are going to support it it basically like it's sort of like a memory compression system, right? That lets you access data quicker for games from an SSD, NVMe SSD specifically, to a GPU, right? To directly get over PCI, you know, to load data in from the from storage. Sort of acts. You can use like um, SSD storage, sort of like a slower RAM or slower cache, right? Instead of using VRAM. And the thing, the part, the reason this is important is if Windows has the same API system as the Xbox does for direct storage, every PC port. If they have an Xbox version in the next couple of years, right? Probably not next year, but going forward, right? Having an MVM drive is going to become a requirement to run games well, I imagine, the next couple of years. So it is important that these cards are now supporting it because it used to be the old, right? It used to be like, oh, get an SSD, like a SATA one for the games you want to load quick and then just use a hard drive for the rest of your games. I don't think that's going to work anymore. I think you're good. It's going to be, it's going to be like maybe a year or two from now, but definitely like NVMe drives are going to start to become the requirement to play games well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a long term thing. I'm definitely like that's the one thing about these. That's, so let's get into the Xbox uh, Xbox stuff. Uh, 
Xbox Series. Also, for namesakes, we're just going to say there are two Xboxes. We refer to them as the X and the S. We're not referring to the old ones. We're referring to the new ones because I do not want to say these three words 10,000 times, right? <laughs> God, yes. Uh, let, before we start, that's like Microsoft, for the love of God, like, I can, for everybody's sake, please get better at naming things. Like, I, I just, I, I have, it's just, it's just confusing. Like, how? Oh, God, how, you know what they should have just called them? Like the Xbox X and the Xbox S and put like 2020 in parentheses, right? They should have just done that, right? Like the 2020 cheap Xbox or the 2020 more expensive Xbox. That would have been fine. That would have been way better than this series bullshit. Yeah, but but Series X and Series S. Ah, Jesus Christ. All right. So so we have two Xboxes. Um, they did announce the, the, the Series S, right? That's the important part here. So, so that's the first things first. You get the prices out of the way, right? Like, so the lower end uh, Series S is at two hundred and ninety nine US dollars. The higher end Series X is at four hundred and ninety nine US dollars. And important to note too with these prices in Canada and in the UK and in um, Europe, they are cheaper than a Switch. I think in Canada it's three fifty Canadian, or it might be three seventy for the lower price ones. Where I think a switch right now goes for like four hundred Canadian. I, I I actually do not know how much a switch costs right now. That's a good question. But I do know. Like I was checking on Twitter. I forgot the exact price earlier. But I do know it's cheaper than a switch in the UK and in Canada, which is hella interesting. Also, please don't come into our mentions defending Nintendo and their pricing. It's all right. Nintendo's a billion dollar corporation. They don't need you to defend them. If you do have feedback though about um, defending Nintendo's business practices, you can please send us an email at contact at two shades of brown dot com, and I'll be sure to add an exception to the filter list to have you put into spam. <laughs> Um, so there are so there are two of these, and, and they both of them are launching in uh, in November, November tenth specifically. Assassin's uh, Creed Valhalla and Destiny Valhalla uh, is going to be launch, launch titles. Yes, uh, they are really reaching for the launch titles for sure. Uh, for sure, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough launch. Um, so I think the in- most interesting thing is not the Series X to be; it is actually the Series S. Uh, the lower end version of this, like, is the is very interesting to me because Microsoft is saying that the Series S is gonna have like real like like for the price is gonna have like really fucking good performance, right? Like, like it's gonna have like what what is the target here? Like, the target for the Series S will be like one forty forty p at sixty frames per second, right? Is that yeah? That's like the target. They had a tech video, like sort of like a demo video, going over like some of the tech specs of it and. They basically had like the multiplayer from Gears of War 5, right? Or Gears 5, I guess is what it's called, running at 120 frames per second, right? Just the old original Xbox version sort of upscaled right there. And, but they're claiming that essentially because hardware wise, the CPU, right, is the same amount of cores and similar clock speeds to the, to the more expensive console. I think it's a 200 megahertz difference, which in the grand scheme of things isn't that big of a deal. And so you have the same CPU, but they're just scaling back the GPU, right? I think from like 20 compute units, you go down to four compute units on. And of course, compute units are like what I guess it's NVIDIA calls them CUDA cores, right? But in AMD land, they'd be called compute units. But it's basically just like some arbitrary metric of measuring GPU performance. So the important part is that the Series S is scaled back, but because they're pushing for a far lower resolution, right? So and I think, too, especially on the PC side, it's usually like the CPU that you get bottleneck at, right? Because games can scale so much, right, on the GPU side 
the, you can't scale as much on the CPU side, right? Like your PC, right? Like when you're trying to run Assassin's Creed Odyssey on your old computer, right? Like your GPU wasn't the problem. You just you can't scale anything back in the game for the CPU. No, it was the it was the CPU. The game was the game was bottlenecking on CPU. Like I would I would even turn down this like the GPU related settings like textures down, and it would still not keep a stable sixty because it was actually the CPU was actually the bottleneck. Because there's no real way to like built in like scaling boys you scale back right like a simulation but then that would break the game right like it's hard to do more of that with the cpu so i think it's it's important here right that they're keeping the cpu speeds just about the same and as well both have gen 4 nvme drives um i think it's 512 on the series s which probably doing for price reasons and then a one terabyte on the series x or um god fuck these names but (laughs) basically like the idea is like what if you just it's it's the same like so I think I've mentioned this multiple times out the iPhone SE, the Pixel 4a, right? You take something that's expensive, right? And you just go, what What do you, how do you pair it back, right? To be good enough. And I think they made the right choices, right? Because when I saw the Series S, I'm like, oh yeah, it's that one, right? Like that's the one you probably would get if you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money, right? And get a next gen console. Right, right. And uh, so one important thing to mention about the, about the lower end version here is that it does not have a disk drive, right? Uh, so that that is... I think that's important to mention because this is going to be a thing going forward is that there's going to be like disc less, uh, consoles, both, both, both for Microsoft and from Sony. Uh, and this one doesn't have a disc, uh, disc drive rather. Uh, and it looks like uh, an IKEA speaker. Uh, which is better than the PS5 design, right? <laughs> it does look better than the PS5. I will give it that. It does that, that, that IKEA speaker thing, I guess it's just for ventilation. Right, like yeah, that's the giant like fan. A, yeah, they just have just one just blower a fan. Giant on fan. It. Yeah, um, and in, in some of these pictures that they show, they show it in a vertical orientation, which is, I mean, it sure. I mean, it's small enough to fit in the bookcase. Granted, you probably don't want it in between books when you're playing games, but it's like small enough, right? Like, I love, like, see, I'm trying to think to myself now, right? Like, which one do I get? Um, because we'll talk about some of the pricing plans in a minute, but like from a design aspect, right? Like. I just, this thing's so small and y'all know I love small computers, right? Like I don't want, like that Series X is a fucking tower. That thing's literally a mini tower. It's a tower, yeah. It's it's a little mini tower. Uh, so what port is that in the big, in, the, in, in front of, on the front of the, of the lower end one? Like is that a USB port? Yeah, they're all USB 3.2 ports. Yeah, there's no USB-C on this because I know, I, I, for some reason, you know, Microsoft, you could put USB 4 on it, you know, and then I could be able to plug in a Gen 4 drive, but I get it. Apparently, USB-C is bad, Panos. But yeah, they're all USB 3 um, on regardless of the X or the S, um, same speeds as well. Uh, and right now, they're dem- like, they only have the one color showing off. I guess they're going to launch with that one white uh, console with the white controller. Uh I would imagine they're going to have more color skews later, but I guess they're launching with just that one. I imagine this in black too. It actually be not. It would make it would probably make it look like just like blend into anything, right? Because then the fan would be black, right? So like a stealth black one of that would probably you could like just blend into any home entertainment system, which would be pretty nice. Exactly, exactly. Like I'm curious. Yeah, like the, I think the way they're demonstrating these is like they're contrasting the white uh, lower end one with the higher end one, which is in which is in black. Because uh, also we did so it last gen, right? Like if you buy a one yeah. S right now, it's white, and the in the one fucking names the <laughs> more expensive last gen Xbox is black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else? There's another thing that that is worth talking about with these two consoles is is the all access uh, pricing model. Uh, 
Xbox All Access to be specific. Um, it is essentially a contract, I guess, not a contract. Uh, uh, it's like the so it's more like how phones in the U.S. are sold, right? No, Canada still have contracts, but it's like a leasing plan. Uh, it's a leasing plan for for your console. So you you would uh, with All Access, so you like you'd pay for the Series S, you'd pay twenty five dollars a month for twenty four months over so two years. Uh, and that would, would that would give you the console and also the uh, with with uh, Game Pass, right? Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, right? Which we should note now comes with EA Play, and y'all may be thinking to yourself, bro, who cares about EA? FIFA, FIFA, right? You pay twenty five bucks a month and you get the, you get a very capable console and FIFA, bro. Actually, sorry, let me pull out my British accent, bro. You know, all the people in Wales are going to be buying this. I don't know anything about Britain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, and, and, and there's our second article about how this is a real, actually a really fucking good deal, right? Like from a pricing standpoint, for the uh, if from, from like if you want to get one of these, like it's like for the Series X, it will be thirty four, like thirty five dollars a month, right? For twenty four months, which just come out to like eight hundred and thirty nine dollars. I like it's so like it's basically it's like at price right or a little bit cheaper if you bought if you did this over than if you bought the console right it's a little bit cheaper a little bit cheaper like a savings of nineteen dollars if you did if you bought the console up front and paid for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for for twenty four months so and and the thing is after the twenty four month period you don't have to keep xbox game pass ultimate like you have to you have to like you have to choose to renew it yourself right like i guess uh they like i think like i guess they're betting that most people are going to keep renewing right like that's that's like the bet they're making is that long term that people will uh well Well, especially you've been conditioned right for two years to get your games through game pass right and you're just kind of like oh yeah exactly 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 exactly. um and, and this is i should keep in mind this is not available in every country uh, they announced 11 countries, uh, Australia, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, South Korea, Sweden, UK, and the United States. Uh, you will like, it is, uh, subject to credit check and approval, obviously, because it is indeed, uh, indeed a line of credit. Yeah. Basically um, like a line of credit that's, that's extended to you okay, for it. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's that's a thing to keep in mind is that yeah this is indeed like a like a it's a loan basically uh, and uh, yeah you just have, it's a twenty four hour twenty four month payment plan for a loan. But I still think it's super smart though, right? Because like you you can think about it as if okay I can spend three hundred up front or and I think this is sort of how I've been thinking about it. I pay fifteen right now for Games Pass. If I just spend ten bucks more, they give me a new console with it too, right? And that math, I mean, obviously it's like. It's not thinking that far ahead, but in terms of affordability, right? Spending even $35 a month, right? On like, you spend $35 a month, you get a new console and you get games with it that you don't have to buy, right? That is, especially once again, in the middle of a recession, right? A very attractive looking offer, right? Because people can like manage to muster up 25, right? I feel like that's far more than being like, ah, fuck, I have to spend 500 up, right? Because that's like a... Like for me, like, that's like a significant part, like half or you know a good portion of my paycheck, right, would be buying new consoles and games. And whereas instead, I can just you know do this all access thing. And even if it's like going to be for a bit of time, right, like it's only ten bucks more, right, than if I just you know 
been paying for Games Pass. So at least for me, that's where I'm sort of sitting on like, this is not that bad of a deal, especially since you're not being gouged in price for paying more, right? If you were to just buy them outright, it ends up being like a little bit less. Exactly. Like it's actually, yeah, it's not, it's, you're not being gouged for it. I think the bet here as with Microsoft, everything Microsoft is doing at this point is, is to get you using, uh, is using the Game Pass service. Um, long term because you also get xcloud with this too right so i mean obviously like it's not that great right now and it's not on many devices but right it's like so you pay 25 bucks a month you get the very capable 1080p box right because most people probably playing games on 1080p right now and not 4k like they probably don't have 4k tvs but then you know going forward right you like on your phone um apple excluded which we're not going to talk about today but you'd be able to like play games on there and all of that for that price, it's like, damn, like I, I feel like people at Sony right now are probably, I feel like Sony is like internally having to lower, like figure out how lower the, how much they want to lower the price on the PS5 right now to compete with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's gonna we're gonna find that out next week. Uh, that's gonna happen next week. There, there are have an event uh, on Wednesday that we're gonna announce the PS5 pricing. Uh, so I'm really curious how they're gonna match up with with what what uh, Microsoft is doing because I feel like. Sony is gonna be hesitant to take a uh, take a price loss, uh, like a loss on these like consoles. But at the same time, though, right? Like, let's say for example, the PS5. Right? Let's say it's like they go for five fifty or even six hundred, right, for the one with the disc, or maybe like five hundred for the discless one and like six hundred or five fifty, right, for the one with the disc drive. And you start doing the math of okay, are the Sony exclusives worth double the money than if I just bought a Series S, right? Like. Is it, is it worth it to spend double the money and then $60 full price on Sony exclusives or every time they come out? Or should I just get this Series S and, you know, if I can't play, you know, the next um, Kojima game or, oh, well, I guess I'll just watch like a Twitch stream of it or hell, wait for it to come to PC, right? <laughs> like do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a thing. Like it's it's literally. I think Sony is. I think Sony has backed themselves into a corner where they are banking on exclusives again. And uh, I don't think it will work. I don't think it is uh, the winning play this time around. Last time around, yes, Sony won the exclusives game, and that is why they won the console generation last year. Last generation, right? Like this current generation as we are in PS4 is vastly more popular than the the, the Xbox One. Uh but I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think the play is there. Like like Microsoft is gonna out like I don't see how they're gonna beat the Series S, which is the thing that they need to beat, right? Like the two ninety nine price tag is they'd have like, to make a new console, I, right? They'd have to, they choose have to make a new PS5. console. I don't think they can at launch anyway. So I, I think Sony has gonna Sony is going to have to take a loss. Uh, Sony might might even lose this generation. I mean, especially uh, too, we, considering right that everyone like expects games to be crossplay nowadays, right? Like because of the fact of right that it would only be single player games that you would actually matter on the PS5. Because if a piece Destiny is going to go crossplay, right? Obviously, Call of Duty, which is you know the game the shooter people buy the most, at least in North America, right? Since all of those games are guaranteed to be crossplay for next gen, I don't think people really like. It's different. It's a different mindset, right? Like eight years ago, you can make the case that, well, you know, 
nothing's crossplay. Crossplay isn't a thing that exists, so I guess I have to go where the exclusives are at. But nowadays, it's sort of like, well, I can play with my friend on his fucking phone, and I'm on like my shitty laptop. So like, why would I get a PS5 then if I can have like a better experience what I have right now with this three hundred dollar box or by paying twenty five bucks a month? Exactly, exactly. It's it's the the the, the market has changed from the the time the the original Xbox One and the PS4 launched. Uh, so so we will see. We'll see how what the what this turns out. We'll see what the what Sony is doing with the pricing uh, and what what sort of marketing they're pushing this year. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Android a little bit. Uh, I guess uh, Android eleven is uh, out for certain phones. Uh, which phones? Uh, the Google Pixel phones and, and a couple of Chinese the, phones that they got have uh, beta OnePlus, updates. Yeah, uh, OnePlus eight and OnePlus eight Pro. Uh, are gonna get them as well. Uh, so Android 11. So what what are the major features here? So the, one of the big features is uh, notifications related things, right? Like the uh, conversations UI, uh, the the notification shade, like you know, breaks out the messages from like your text, like your messaging apps, into like their own section at the top. Uh, Priority conversations. Is this the one that like you can just like always basically have a conversation? Yeah, I remember we were talking about the beta a couple months ago, right? It's one that the person's face shows up in your notification drawer, right? And not just the app icon. Bubbles are <laughs> bubbles is finally an Android OS level feature, uh, which is incredible to me because if I don't know how many people remember Android uh back in the Froyo days, uh, where you'd have something about an app called Link Bubbles. Oh, I remember Link uh, Bubbles. Yeah, do you remember Link Bubbles? It's um, actually that's still a good concept. Real shit. That's still a great concept. That was that was a genius concept. By that, I don't even remember the developer's name at this point. Uh, Chris Lacey. Uh, shout outs to Google Plus, uh, the Google Plus Android crowd back then. Um, so like, yeah, so. Bubbles is now, like, I guess 10 years later, uh, a OS level editor feature, which you can have like little, uh, texting threads pop out into a little bubble that, uh, chat heads, right? Like they float, they float, float over your, uh, uh, over your other apps, like, you know, the chat heads in, um, Facebook Messenger, but now they're available to, uh, any other messaging app, right? Uh, which is really fucking cool. I think that's, I think that is a nice, I think it's a. I think what it's one of those UI paradigms. I would call just a little bit fun, right? Like it's just a fun UI paradigm. I think, uh, and I'm glad that's like a thing that's like usable by other chat apps and not a hack, right? Like the way chat heads used to work for Facebook Messenger, it's kind of like a hack, right? Like yeah, it took like, over an accessibility feature, basically. Yeah, which which is not going to be a thing anymore. Hopefully, like hopefully that's not the, it's not what is what <laughs> these chat apps are going to be doing. So what else? Uh, you have notification presets, uh, alerting notifications, silent notifications. So just Android is just getting like increasingly, increasingly very, very good at managing notifications. I am, I'm low-key a little jealous that Android is so good at managing notifications. Uh, I think specifically, so if you look like, there's obviously a couple of other features, you know, we talked about more in depth on the website, we talked about the beta, so you could listen back to that if you want to hear like, well, we've got like, you know, half an hour on this. But I think the, the important part to note about this is so iOS and Android, of course, are both mature operating systems at this point. But I think what we've been seeing, and you know, this is not a new topic for us, but we or new thought rather, but what we've been seeing is just that Google is consistently building through like a f- cohesive vision of how Android should be used. And right. 
this is obviously for Pixel phones. Because if you go to Samsung Land, right, you bought a two thousand dollar Galaxy Drip. You got um, four web browsers, I think, and you know you have a you have a folder on on the home screen by default of AT and T apps. You know, if you want to use that AT and T Navigator app, you know. Um, but if you look at Google's own vision as for how Android works, it's like watching people videos of like the Pixel UI. I'm just like thinking to myself, like it seems nice. Like I imagine if I used it, I'd probably find a bunch of holes in it, like there is on iOS or like Windows, right? But but Google Android seems like a nice time. And if you are if you're okay with working how the system wants you to work, it seems like it handles a lot of things very well. And something's even better, right? Notifications, right? Than iOS does. And I'm just like I. I just it, it bothers me to no end, right? That like it's just the, that experience gets ruined by almost every other manufacturer and how they implement it, right? Because how many of them are going to turn off chat bubbles, or how many of them are going to do some weird custom shit for chat bubbles? It's not going to work out well. <laughs> LG uh, or Samsung. a big thing, right? Um, you remember in the in the video reviews, right? They sort of show that um, in the power menu, right? There's like the notification home control stuff there, right? Which seems like a good idea, but as they said on the Verge cast, if you have a Samsung phone, you hold down the power button that opens Bixby. <sighs> yeah. So that entire the- UI either has to get reworked into something bad or just removed entirely if you have a Samsung phone, which are the phones the majority of people use. Uh, yeah, that's, this is this is one of those eternal discussions whenever we have a, a new major Android release is that, yes, all these new features that Google are, Google is implementing in these uh, in their operating system are good uh, and like they're useful and uh, they will provide a lot of value, but they will provide value only to a small percentage of people for a long time, right? It's going to be a long time before a lot of these features are going to be like available to the majority of Android users, uh, just by sheer attrition of update speed, right? Like just just the sheer attrition of like these phones, like Android OEMs are not upgrading updating their phones often, right? Or at all, basically. So you are stuck with whatever your OEM gives you for the most part, uh, and which for most people is is Samsung. Uh, so all these nice features like bubbles, conversation stuff, prior, like priority conversations, like better media controls, like all this stuff. Bro, like, yeah, it's oh nice. my God. Wait, I need to interrupt you for one moment. What if Samsung uses the bubble features to start pushing ads to your phone like doing the notification oh, no. drawer right they, now? Oh, now that you have said this, they're going <laughs> to absolutely do this. They're going to absolutely do this. They're going to fucking do this. Bro, one day if they, you buy like a Samsung phone, you're going to like unlock it and you're going to see a bubble pop up telling you to buy the new Fold even though you just bought the $2,000 Note 20 Ultra Drip Edition. Hmm. Oh, this is the worst timeline we live in. Yeah, this I can t- absolutely 100% see Samsung doing this. Like, Samsung putting ads in their $2,000 phones. Like, first of all, don't put ads in your phones. Like, I I don't think this is a hot take. Like, even if it's, whether it's it's a $200 phone or a $1,000 phone, I don't know. Like, don't put ads. Um, it's, just, it's just gross. But, like, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the fragmentation is still a thing. It's a, it's it's a thing we're talking about. I know people. Whenever uh, I know some Android users get like people talk about it, fragmentation all the time when it comes to Android, and it's like a thing. But it is important to talk about fragmentation. Well, and I should is, say as well too, we do know that Google Play services right exist to sort of mitigate. Exactly, a lot of yeah, we do know. We, yes, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm well at aware. the same time, though, but like uh, you know. At the very least, though, at the very least, we could point to people and be like, "Just buy a Pixel 4a and you'll be fine." Right? At least we have that. At least for at least this year, we have a decent Pixel device to point people towards. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, maybe maybe just invest in a Pixel 4a and you'll be you'll get a good you get a decent uh, uh, mobile OS experience. Uh, you'll say so, you, we could say you'll have a decent 4a into Android land. <sighs> Right. Uh, right. 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 Okay. So Android 11 is is fine. It's 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 not a it's not a like a massive like massive like feature release, right? It's more about like this has been a trend for the past few Android releases, right? Is that they are so Android is is a mature operating system at this point, and at this one it's gonna just be feature upgrades and. Like like streamlining uh, some features, making uh, UI the like UX experiences better, like better privacy focus related stuff, like the uh, like the one about where uh, unused apps will get their permissions revoked, right? Uh, which is I think a pretty pretty cool idea actually. Uh, like system level automation like that is is gonna be like the feature, like the, basically the future of Android as an operating system. Like slowly, that's how that's how it's gonna like evolve at this point. It's not gonna be like major UI changes or whatever, right? Which is good though, right? Ultimately, because as much as we enjoy like being like, oh, there's a brand new UI. You know what fucking is like the worst? Learning a brand new UI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sucks. Like running, running UI is, it's even for people who know how to, like who know computers, who understand computers, even for, even like I get annoyed when there's a UI change in an application or uh, that I use a lot. Like it is still, that's something I have to relearn. Like it just still breaks up my workflow, right? Like it's, it's a real mental, like, like it's a real like like thing where like a UI change happens and you're like frustrated because all of a sudden you just have to change your entire mental model of an application, right? Like people have all these mental models in their head of of how an application is supposed to work, and if you suddenly if you change it like in such a vital way that people get confused, that's not it's not ideal. That's why I think uh, being more conservative with the UI changes and make them slowly. Make the, do the changes slowly with the smaller changes rather than big changes at all at once. Uh, it's probably a better idea long term. So Android 11, uh, if you have a Pixel device, you can you can indeed install this uh, or download or I guess hit the update button. And you I guess if you're in the uh, smash that update button, smash, smash that update <laughs> button. But like I know it's not it's not it's like a roll. I know it's like a staged rollout, right? You so you probably won't get it straight away. So you know just wait. I mean that's fine. I mean OS upgrades are like buying GPUs on on day one. Why wait a little bit? It's all right. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Android fans are like, "Oh, give me that new OS right now!" Uh, but you know, just, just wait; it's fine. Uh, what we the last thing before we go, do we want to dunk on Nintendo a little bit? This is, I guess, a new. I don't know if we, we can make this a new segment where we dunk on Nintendo. Well, basically, I mean, so there's two bits here. So, firstly, like some people might ask, why do we dunk on online services like PSN Plus and Nintendo's online service all the time, right? When, like, like you might be asking yourself why, and the question, or the answer is, right? The answer to that question of why we dunk on bad online services is, there's a couple things. Companies have enough resources to buy service providers if they need to, right, to make their shit good. And B, it's 2020. You know, maybe back in the early 2000s, we'd be like, you know, internet's still new. We've had this for, like, what, almost 30 years now? <laughs> Like yeah. when it comes a firstly cloud cloud buying cloud like machines are cheap right like buying like AWS pre built stuff or like Google Cloud stuff or even Node stuff right is cheap a lot of online services you can get in a box right like Microsoft has like their video game services right they just provide to as a part of Azure to do like matchmaking and stuff and in spite of that you have you have Nintendo Online which um, 
you know, besides the usual facts, right, that Animal Crossing saves are deserted onto one, um, you know, device we've talked about before. Nintendo, this is Mario's 35th anniversary. And, you know, if there's one thing capitalism loves best, it's making up arbitrary anniversary dates to sell things <laughs> yeah, exactly. to you. And so what they're doing is a couple of cool things. Like, for example, you know, they're making Wii, uh, or sorry, Switch ports of Mario, Super Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, the best Mario game, don't at me, and then Mario Galaxy, right? They're, they're you know, they're bringing them to the um, Switch. Great. And they're also bringing a Mario Battle Royale game. It's like Tetris 99, which just sounds great, right? But but here's the thing. It's going to go away. Why? <laughs> like this this so this this Mario Online game is a part of Nintendo Online. You get it for free with it, which great. Great. You know, finally not no longer rebranding 20-year-old games that I bought 20 times already and at least have six copies of ROMs on a hard drive around here. Great. Happy happy to get something other than that. But um, you know, you you play this Mario ninety nine game, and then in March of next year, it's gonna go away. And at the same time, too, right? Like these remade Mario games are also going to go away because there's like a Nintendo Vault now. <laughs> it's uh, as they're calling it, the new All Stars package, as they're calling it, is being sold as quote limited production end quote. Uh, at these. Digital and physical versions only available from September 18th through approximately the end of March 2021 for $60 MSRP. So I have a question for you then, because you're the network expert, right? So obviously limited production runs it. We, we make a factory. That's how we're going to make a factory, right? We make the factory. You know, we, we hire people for a temp job. You know, once you know, the contract's over, you know, we tear down the factory. Okay, that's limited. Um, you were talking to me about network lube the other day. Is, is network lube limited? If the packets, right, do packets get limited in data if we're trying to send them over? Uh, uh, no, uh, this is this is just Nintendo doing a Disney impression. Uh, I, I am very Disney impression. <laughs> it's a bad Nintendo cipher. <laughs> a bad Nintendo cipher. <laughs> it's I am like when I saw this out. I, I, at first, I thought there was like some sort of miss, like they misspoke or like there's somebody like. The article was wrong or something. Like I was genuinely confused as to why I could understand the physical version of this being limited. Like that's that's fine. Like physical th- being things being limited for production related reasons is is understandable. Uh, why is the? I mean, I know why from a capitalistic standpoint why it is why both of these are limited. But really, like you are gonna you're gonna you're gonna release a uh, uh, like high res- high resolution ports of your like best like super super mario uh video games and you're gonna make the digital version uh time limited through march bro you want to know what's the best part about this super mario galaxy won't work on the switch Lite because they did not they did not change the motion controls from the original wii version to work they did the not controller. so you cannot play it you cannot <laughs> play it on your on your on your nice little switch Lite. uh so so sorry uh, you know what this means cannot- though right basically come march next year you know how i'm going to play this game I'm just going to download a Switch emulator and fucking grab the ROM off of, like, Mediafire, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Or just play the original versions in in an emulator, right? Like, that's probably a better time. Uh, Like, honestly, like, unless you really want that, like, like, remaster or whatever, whatever, like, higher resolution, like, I like just As if Dolphin can't, like, upscale with Wii games anyways, right? Like, bro. (laughs) Yes, it's like uh it's just it's just extremely like i i like i like it's like oh they're gonna oh they they just want they just want to do this to like you know sell more copies of this right away they're gonna like basically force people to buy this so because it's they're gonna say it's gonna go away but actually when, when march comes along they're gonna be like hey actually we decided 
due to player demand, we're we're gonna keep the Cerati. No, like that's what they're gonna do. You know, you know. Actually, I think I think we're looking at it from a wrong perspective. All right, come on, let's let's stop let's stop being bootlickers for a second. All right, and let's think of it from a labor perspective. This is Nintendo we're talking about, right? You know, they. They they just don't they they're struggling to build you know a robust online service right that's the reason why you can't transfer Animal Crossing games it's because they didn't intentionally right because you know they would have to literally build a specific um you know code path for Animal Crossing alone so you know I imagine with this we gotta come on we got we're pro union here Shigeru Miyamoto himself is clicking copy and paste every time you download a fucking copy of this game all right that's why it's limited edition let the man rest let the yeah. man rest <laughs> let the he's, man oh, he's sleep. being overworked right now let the because man he's sleep. He's literally <laughs> typing in, like, he's probably doing, like, a wget or whatever on the terminal, right, to get it to your home. <laughs> he's literally sending it to the FTP server every time you request it. So you know what? When you buy this game, you should thank Nintendo for sending it to you digitally, because they're lubing the packets themselves. <laughs> they're artisanal, handcrafted <laughs> packets, okay? You know, these are high-quality artisanal organic packets okay uh, they're literally <laughs> they're literally spun up a factory just to produce copper uh, cables to get it to your home all right <laughs> all right let's wrap that before we start like really ducky on nintendo we should just wrap this up. actually before we wrap uh, this up can we please explain can you please explain quickly the lubing of network stuff before people wonder what the fuck i'm talking uh, about <laughs> so uh the joke i guess it's, it's not it's actually a thing it, it's uh so uh, fiber as for people who don't know fiber is like you know uh light travels through uh glass and it it, it transfers data. Uh, so when you're running fiber through conduits, like uh, when you when you run it through, when you're running a building, uh, like you're running building uh, fiber through a building, and you you put them it, it put the fiber inside conduits, right? Uh, you you have to use uh, something called uh, conduit lube, so <laughs> it doesn't get uh, like obviously you needed to like smooth the you know be able to move through the conduit, right? So you need to buy a uh, conduit. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Lube. From a scientific perspective, when you were trying to <laughs> when you're trying to shoot your light through the conduit, you need to lube it up so it slows it slides through quickly. Yes, I understand. <laughs> All right, now let's let's wrap this up before <laughs> before Ashley uh, die on the podcast. Uh, so as always, you can find us on two shades of brown dot com. Show notes uh, always contact at two shades of brown dot com. Um, feel free to email us about. Uh, what your favorite Super Mario game is. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. And why it's sunshine, uh, because that's objectively the sunshine. best one. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find me on, on the Fediverse at packetcat at tinforward.social and uh, my website, sonicsafe.com and show us a way to people find you on the internet. Y'all can find me online at website. You can also find me on Mastodon posting about pine phones and other libra software um i hashtag hashtag freedom with a with the accent over the o i think that's what the kids are calling it nowadays because apparently free software is no longer a cool term so we're gonna call it free dome software i think now is the new meme um anyways at josephine at chitter.xyz and with that goodbye bye <laughs>